You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm I'm doing okay, Lynn Karen. I hope all is well at Spice Radio. We're doing well, Charlie. There's obviously been a lot that has been happening, and I think the one story that we do need to talk about, since this has been the story this last week, is the Israel-Hamas war. Now, we did recently get reports that there are potentially here links to Iran. So, Charlie, kind of knowing this, what does this mean? Well, it's it's, it's what a what a horrible horrible situation. And and so so now, you know, we'll start with what's happening in Gaza. Is is apparently thousands of people are are fleeing to the south. It's already one of the most densely populated areas in the world. Um, but Israel has ordered 1.1 million people, half the population, to move to the southern half. Uh, the civilians, um, they want them to evacuate. Uh, presumably in anticipation of a, a ground war where the Israeli armed forces are going to invade Gaza looking for Hamas. Um, and and it, it's, it's a real mess with, with Iran. Nobody knows at this point, and one of the big stories, I think, of, of what happened last week was the failure of Israeli intelligence in that it's pretty shocking that, um, you know, with all of this satellite information we have nowadays and abilities to track phones, and there's there's just countless ways you can do intelligence now that you couldn't do in 1973 when Israel was surprised by uh, an attack by Syria and Egypt in the Yom Kippur War. Um, that actually was followed by a, a, a commission of inquiry into what happened, what, why did it fail, and then um, we're probably going to see another commission. But So we don't know. Uh, there was so little known, and it was such a surprise for this to happen, even though Hamas uh, uh, terrorists had been training in a mock city and doing you know this, these aerial flights because they, they flew into the into the festival. Um, so so was Iran involved? Um, Iran is a, an ally of Hamas and is also extremely close to Hezbollah in southern, which is concentrated in southern Lebanon. Um, and then that raises another question: in that um, you know Russia has a, a good relationship with Iran um, and is also has ties to Hamas, so. It does raise questions whether, you know, was Moscow, did they have any involvement in this or, or even knowledge of this in advance? Um, it's it's hard to say, and there's no proof of this, obviously. And, and one of the issues is Israel on the war in Ukraine has was very slow to come on side with, with the Western alliance. Against what Moscow was doing, and and um, but it it also raises questions: Could Moscow um, and Vladimir Putin want to play any role in in working out some sort of compromise? And will that increase his uh, standing in a way when he's he's now an international pariah? Like all of this is 
is uh, speculation, and and but it it also provides uh, to the benefit of Putin a distraction from Ukraine. The whole world was focusing on Ukraine and what was going on there, and you know Zelensky's trying to get weapons from the West, and then suddenly there's an attack on Israel, and 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 it changes the channel, which is to the benefit of of Putin. So. There's nothing there, but it, but it does offer kind of a fodder for for speculation about where this might go. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's one of those situations where it can really go in any direction. So we'll just have to wait and see. So thank you for updating us on that situation. Now, something else here, moving to Canada, uh, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled against the federal government's impact assessment law just this morning with five out of the seven judges finding most of it to be unconstitutional because it ultimately seeks to regulate activities within provincial jurisdictions. So what's going on here, Charlie? Yeah, this is... Um it was Alberta's uh, lieutenant governor, basically the cabinet, referred two questions um, to its province's court of appeal, and then um, and was successful. So then the attorney general of Canada appealed this decision to the Supreme Court, um, and and it really comes down to the divisions of power in the Constitution. Basically, Section ninety one of uh, the, what was previously known as the BNA Act, but it's the Constitution Act of Canada, um, basically lays out which areas are under, under provincial jurisdiction, and Section 92 lays out which areas are under, under federal jurisdiction. And, and the federal government intruded into areas of provincial jurisdiction with its uh, legislation. So, um, and, and therefore, uh, you know, a lot of this legislation, the, the court has declared in a decision written by the Chief Justice Wagner that it's ultra virus, which means it's offside legally. Um, and, and that is, in particular, the, the, the section dealing with designating projects that are uh, subject to federal environmental assessment. This decision actually could have significant consequences because it will impair the federal government's ability to regulate the uh, production of oil and, and gas in Canada, just as the federal government is making international agreements to uh, conform to the Paris, Agree- Paris Agreement, for instance, on, on climate and emissions. Uh, we're going to see, as the climate crisis gets worse, um, the, the Canada has put its name on a piece of paper saying we will proceed in such a way, but the federal government can't actually keep its word. The same problem exists in other areas, like on human rights treaties, where the federal government will make an agreement internationally, but human rights is... a jurisdiction of, of the provinces. And so what, what many people don't understand is Canada has one of the weakest federal systems in the world. And it's partly because of Quebec, because they wanted to give Quebec enough autonomy. But it, it really hamstrings the federal government into doing certain things. And so you get the federal government using spending power, writing checks to provinces to 
try to persuade them to do certain things. But in fact, these premiers, I, I sometimes liken them to warlords because they have so much power. If you look at David Eby, for instance, in, in B.C., he has control over the education system, the healthcare system, you know, land and resources, all sorts of things. And then the federal government will give out fishing licenses and broadcast licenses and, and oversee immigration and, and indigenous affairs. So, so you really, this decision actually reflects what Canada is and, and, and where the rubber hits the road is, is in terms of addressing the climate crisis. We're going to, if you want to address the climate crisis, you're going to have to elect climate-friendly premiers because the federal government isn't going to have a lot of power in that area. That's very interesting. Does that makes sense? That totally. No, I appreciate the breakdown because that's what I wanted from you, Charlie, to just explain, you know, what are the consequences of this decision? Because, you know, climate change is one of those issues that it's it's really a big deal, you know, and who's the one who holds the authority and the power. So thank you for explaining that to us. Really appreciate that. Now, Charlie, I'm going to kind of shift gears here. It's been quite a week and we are wrapping up the week with it being Friday the 13th and it's October, Charlie. All right. This is already spooky season. So I want to ask you, Charlie, are you like a super superstitious person <laughs> I'm, I'm not superstitious um, the, the, so so I wasn't even aware it was Friday the 13th <laughs> until I realized I'm going to be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts I will say okay here's my thing Charlie I neither am I'm not a very superstition person superstitious person but I will say that I know there are a lot of people around me that very much do believe in it right I'm of the belief that, okay, like the whole thing about like if a black cat crosses the road, they're like, oh, that's bad luck. Like I feel if you manifest and say, oh, my God, this black cat just got in front of me, horrible things are going to happen, then things will happen. But I feel like if you don't make it a big deal, then it's just going to be another day. Like, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think so. And an example in in, uh, Chinese culture, especially uh, Cantonese, the word for eight is bot and the word for four is say. Well, they're very similar. Four is very similar to the word for death, and eight is very similar to the word for wealth. So, in Chinese, so so when people get move into a home, they want to get an address that ends in eight, or all the numbers add up to eight, and they they, they do not want the number four. And I, I once saw, you know, this florist, which had the numbers were 4444 that you phoned for the flowers, and I thought superstitious people from Hong Kong are not going to be wanting to, to shop there. <laughs> that, that, that's what interests me, too, is the fact that when it comes to these superstitions, for a lot of folks, and again, depending on your culture and the background, too, it can dictate a lot of their decisions, and that's the part that I just have generally found strange. Like, even you'll notice there are hotels, and I think this is not just something that's in certain parts of the world. They won't have a 13th floor. Yeah. And that's just like and, and wild. Also, I think the popularity of astrology, um, you know, some might look upon it as a superstition, but in some countries, you know, major decisions are, are made on the basis of it. Yeah, and that's the part that just kind of blows my mind. So I guess, Charlie, for you and I, Friday the 13th is just really going to be another day for us, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Charlie. Saints, Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes. Honestly, again, it's all about how you approach it. But, Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take oh, care. Oh, my pleasure. Okay, Thanks. take care. Bye.